0: doors, you kick down walls, and anyone who tells you, you can't, you take your fears, your insecurities, your worries, you roll them all up into a
1: ball, you turn those son bitches sideways, and stick them straight up, they candy out!
0: Pick your goal and stick fucking to it. You wishy-washy motherfuckers, I can't fucking stand you. I wanted to make sure, that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing. I have a difficult time. I need the time and I don't have time for this and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time.
1: And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. How doing you down.
0: My fan base and work bench. What's going on? Welcome inside the Be Informed
1: Live Fit Podcast. I am your host, fitness owner, founder and CEO, Ryan Buckeye. You saw it. It popped up. For some of you, it's going to come as a shock. For some of you, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Ryan Buckeye and Robert from Apollo Nutrition on the same podcast. Why? I thought they hate each other. I thought. I thought they wanted to kick each other's asses. Well, that's that's not true. Don't believe everything you read on the internet, kids. Rob and I are fine. We're friends. I brought him on a podcast to clear the air, to discuss Apollo, Apollo Nutrition, Apollo Gym, his background, his journey to the land of opportunity, his journey to the United States of America. So there's some stuff that you're going to listen and hear in this podcast that you probably had no idea about, Rob. And that's what this podcast is about, getting to know the individuals behind the brands. we can spend all day talking about the formulas and how they came up with the formula for, um, you know, hooligan or whatever it might be, and that's fine. There's there's a place for that, but everybody else has talked about that. What we like to talk about is what drives Rob? Why does he do what he does? What's his background? What's his story? What's his why? And we got a lot of that out of Rob. It was great. It was a, a, a very entertaining podcast for me to conduct. He's a great dude, great person. I think that Apollo Nutrition makes some phenomenal products. And like I mentioned previously, like I mentioned on the podcast with him today, there are certain products that they manufacture that I would not recommend people to take, that I would not take myself. That's not to say that they're not decent products. That's not to say that they're not meant for somebody. They're just not meant for me and they're not meant for me on my platform to promote. But with that said, he has a plethora of products that are just absolutely phenomenal. Apollo Nutrition formulates some really good stuff. In fact, I've been using Apollo Nutrition products here for my contest prep Um, for cardio that have been getting me through. The protein is great. Their their non-stim pump butter is phenomenal. So I'm excited for you guys to hear the story of Rob. It's a small brand, five years old, Apollo Nutrition, hardcore brand with some Clinically advanced formulas, I like to say. Uh, obviously, he's an owner of a pollen nutrition G- or a pollen gym in Jersey, which is one of the most hardcore gyms in America. Uh, I've not been there. I'm looking forward to getting there, and I should be. Uh, I should be getting there over the summer. So, most of you know as you hear now, the uh, uh, the 2020 Arnold Classic Expo Sports Expo was canceled last week. Um, put a damper in ours. So, along with that, and FIBA, we aren't traveling anywhere now. They say they're going to make up for this. It's postponed. They're going to have it at some point. We just don't know when that some point is going to be. Therefore, we're not even sure if we're going to attend. However, I did get a chance to sit down and actually watch the Arnold Classic via the Redcon 1 stream, and it was very enjoyable. Uh, I thought Sergio Oliva Jr., now, this is the type of content we're going to start talking about here on the channel as well, but Sergio Oliva Jr. had a really good coming out party, placing, I believe, fifth, great posing. Uh, he, uh, what's funny is I think Arnold said something like 50 years ago to the date he competed on stage against Sergio Oliva's father. I thought Max Charles looked great. I thought Dexter Jackson, the blade, looked phenomenal. And William Bonac obviously taking the taking the trophy, uh, the title of the 2020 Arnold Classic Champion. Big Rami. My thoughts on Big Rami is this. I don't think he's ever going to win an Arnold or an Olympia with the size that he has. And I think that's been his downfall For a long time. He's just too big. He's just too big and not symmetrical in terms of his body composition. But he won most muscular. He'll win most muscular every damn year he competes as he should. He is a beast. His quad sweeps are bigger than my fucking chest. It's unbelievable. Um, I had a great time watching. I watched the Arnold Classic this year from a different perspective. Since I'm competing, I'm eight weeks out from my show. I'm watching from a completely different understanding and perspective of the sport of bodybuilding, which I've come to appreciate a lot more through this prep journey. Uh, And that's been going great. Posing is getting better. I'm getting leaner. I'm getting tighter. I fell under 200 pounds for the first time in well over two years. May 9th, Chicago, Illinois, the Illinois State Championship. I'm going to walk out on the stage and hopefully walk off a champion. But enough about me. Enough about the Arnold. Let's get over to Rob from Apollo Nutrition. This is a great interview, a different interview. You've not heard these things about Rob before. You've not seen the side of Rob before. and I'm glad that we're able to provide that platform on the Be Informed, LinFit podcast whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, watching via YouTube, hit that subscribe button, write us a review, helps out the algorithm. Make sure you follow us on our social channels, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Rob, it was a goddamn pleasure, my friend. Let's go.
0: The new GainRaid is finally
1: here, and I wanna talk about the main difference between GainRaid and the old unicorn formula. Now, the huge difference is all in the essential amino acids. Now, there are a total of nine essential amino acids. BCAAs are three of the nine, and then there's the other six. Now, in our old unicorn formula, we had 1,250 milligrams of the other six EAAs. Now we have a grand total of 4,000 milligrams of essential amino acids. Now you're probably thinking, what exactly does that mean? Now, EAAs are actually more efficient at
0: providing the energy necessary for muscles to grow pre, intra, and post-workout. And in times of dieting or any time that you're just under physical stress, like when you're training,
1: essential amino acids are actually better at creating an anabolic environment and maintaining a high state of muscle protein synthesis. Close that damn door. Let's hit these people with some knowledge. Slap everybody in the ass with some knowledge on Ray's energy. Fact number one, we have nootropics added to ours, alpha GPC and tyrosine. These are active ingredients that actually pass the blood brain barrier and calls for efficient focus. Next is caffeine. We're the only energy drink company that uses two different forms of caffeine. Caffeine citrate to hit you fast and caffeine anhydrous to hit you slow. Scotty P? Oh, you dropped it. What don't we want? We don't want wrinkles. Sugar causes wrinkles and that's what we do not want. We have zero sugar in our raised energy. We also have the lowest count of sodium out of all the energy drinks on the market. Make sure you stop and pick up your raised energy and demand more.
0: This is your personal invitation to the Redcon 1 Alpha Team, our new exclusive subscription program. Enjoy members-only access to the Alpha Team apparel collection, priority
1: customer service privileges, early shopping on major deals, exclusive flavor selections, and a whole lot more. This is your opportunity to become a Redcon 1 VIP. There's limited
0: spots available, so go to redcon1.com and sign up today.
1: Dude,
0: that's freaking sick! Oh, let's go! Oh, <laughs> it does work! No more confetti cake! The Cinco de drinko. Ricky,
1: Ricky, do you know what this is? Look at this! Fast forward two weeks and we'll be sitting in this. Away
0: oh, we go And I hope that you know That one day
1: We will be alone we'll Holding on to broken hearts What's up, everybody? Welcome inside the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. This might come as a shock to some people, but I have the founder, CEO of Apollon Nutrition. A, for whatever reason, Rob, people think we hate each other, and I think there's a, there's a misperception on what's going on out there. Um, there's a small niche, community of people who think that we hate each other. We don't hate each other at all.
2: Well, we've actually been talking and bullshitting about shit for the past like two or three weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Well, you know what? Let's clear the air. Uh, here's the truth. Um, did we hate each other? I don't know if the word hate, because it's a little bit of a strong word. Right. I think maybe disliked each other, but even that uh, comes with an explanation. You cannot really hate or dislike somebody you've never met. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of he said, she said. Um, you did say certain things that didn't sit well with me. I said for certain things that probably didn't sit well with you. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure they didn't. <laughs> and... We even basically, you know, said that we were wrong on certain, uh, right. on certain level. It takes – and that's the main reason because I told, like, very, very close two or three friends uh, that I'm doing a podcast with you, and they were like, like what the fuck? <laughs> and I said, let me explain something. I said, it takes a man I respect – to reach out to one another and say like listen you know what we said some shit we are men we grown up let's just squash it bullshit and you know let's move on and uh, you know you actually complimented me on my line which i deeply deeply respect i even sent you some products mm-hmm. just to try it out and we talked about family we talked about like various things and i said like listen this guy is not as bad as people make him out to be certain people. sure, Because obviously you have your fans and you have your haters, which so do I. And I don't think in this industry it's possible not to have both.
1: Right. Well, uh, you can't please everybody. If you're pleasing everybody, you're doing you can, something you wrong, can.
2: probably. Yeah, yeah it's, it's absolutely impossible. So the fact remains is we don't hate each other. Mm-hmm. And otherwise we wouldn't be talking right now. In fact, I'm pretty sure following this... Podcast and interview, people will be greatly surprised because right. there is hardly any. Well, there is no animosity whatsoever. Um, I always believed even best of friends, brothers, at one point or another are gonna have a fight. Right. If you didn't have a fight with your best friend, I'm sorry, that's not your best friend. Right? It's uh, you have to have disagreements. You're gonna tell each other, to "Go fuck each other," <laughs> and and you might even punch each other in the face once or twice. But if it's a true friendship or a good relationship. Uh, you will be able to squash it, move past, and uh, you know, learn from it, and that's it. Yeah. So, in terms of like hate each other, uh, anyone who is expecting that we're going to tell each other to go fuck, uh, go fuck yourself, or going to threaten each other, that's just not going to happen. 100%. We we are here to talk, and uh, you know, I'm here to answer your questions and just have a pleasant conversation, and that's it.
1: That's exactly it. And then for those of us listening who aren't familiar with this, like. So Rob makes a product that's actually – you can see in the background if you're watching via YouTube over his left shoulder. It's, it's called Assassin. That's a product that I had discussed uh, at length uh, a while ago uh, openly just saying like it's a product that I wouldn't recommend to people do the caffeine content. Now, it's a product that's not for everyone. Does, is it going to kill you? No, it's not going to fucking kill you. Will it enhance performance? Yeah, it better enhance performance if there's something wrong with you. If you take that product and you don't feel something – Here's the newsflash. Stop taking stims. Chill out a little bit because you should feel something from it. With that said, he makes phenomenal products. There's a wall uh, behind him of of amazing products. You see even Hooligan. It's a higher stim or higher higher caffeinated pre-workout. And you and I had a conversation about this. Like, Take one scoop of that or half a, half a serving of that and then half a serving of your non-STEM, and it's a phenomenal uh, combination. So um, I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to talk about this because I think a lot of people are Thank like, you. well, these guys wouldn't talk. But I, for me, it's, it's, I love to hear the history behind the brands and the stories of the individuals that I bring on this podcast because that's what fascinates me. Everybody gets into this space – Because of something. For me, I was a fat kid. I got picked on. I hate it. So what's your story, Rob? Why did you get into fitness and nutrition, and what made you follow this passion that you're following today?
2: Um, Same answer. I was a fat kid. I was a fat kid. I was bullied. I was picked on in school. Um, I was actually more of an artistic type, you know. Theater movies, if you follow my Instagram, you will see. I post a lot about movies. I go to movies sometimes by myself. Love I enjoy it. it. You know, I fucking went to Sundance Film Festival. My passion was always was the arts, Broadway, and stuff like that. That's what I like to do. It just happens to be, you know, growing up in former Soviet Union, uh, I was picked on because I was fat. I was picked on because I was a Jew. So, you know, uh, sooner or later, you either hit the bullies back or you're going to gonna continue getting you know, you ask it on a, right. a daily basis. And that's how I started basically, you know, watching. Everybody knows I'm a huge Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. Yeah, so watching awesome. those movies, um, you know, going and studying martial arts and boxing and whatnot, um, even ended up competing. Um, and fitness, bodybuilding, I was always very very fascinated with the whole thing. And like I said, I'm, I am a nerd. Yeah. You know, people think that uh, sometimes I get this reputation of being a badass or a bad guy or a tough guy or something like that. Absolutely not true. I hate confrontations. I hate fights. I do have a big mouth so when something is wrong I will speak my mind sure. and I guess that's what kind of creates a person of a you know, badass but the truth is I'm not. You know, if there is a fight I'm the first one to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fight people. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to, none of that and I don't believe in violence. Um, but I started training and I started, but I'm not one of those guys who's going to go to the gym and going to lift weights. I just don't do that. I actually lift weights, but I also want to find out why do you lift weights a certain way? Why you do that many reps? Why? So I would, I'm a type of guy who always asks questions. I always do research. I always study. I always do this. I do that. And I always like to think outside the box because I kind of accepted the fact that I'm different and I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. I never believed that, um, you know, that you have to be like everybody else, you have to be your own person, that's what I'm teaching my daughter, yeah. you know, my, my daughter likes to do Muay Thai and play soccer, and a few times I was accused of, you're not letting her be a girl, no, I'm letting her be herself, mm-hmm. and and that's what I encourage her to be, and that's who I am, so uh, I was working out, I was training, you know, and pretty soon I kind of like developed a pretty decent physique, I never had the the genetics I think for bodybuilding or to compete and to be honest with you I'm too shy for me to step on stage in in those uh you know posing trunks and hit the <laughs> poses I just I, I think I'd die I, I couldn't do it so you know ended up doing even a few con- uh, I, I used to do contest preps for people I used to coach people I used to judge NPC shows I've done all that and then uh, I was always fascinated with working out so when the opportunity came I bought a Palm Gym, which was 12 years ago,
1: mm, okay.
2: and it was about to basically go out of business. It was just a dump. I mean, torn equipment, uh, dumbbells scattered throughout the gym, hardly any membership. We took it over, uh, cleaned it up, uh, you know, worked very, very hard, couldn't afford no help, so we were here from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. on a daily basis pretty much, and things started to to kind of like take off from there, and then about... We used to buy products always through Europa, Mm -hmm. you know, So because we have like a little supplement store in here. So, we would sell shakes and all that. And then I was buying – I was actually the first one ever to buy from Species Nutrition from Dave Palombo. Yes. So, I was buying his products. Um, No offense. Again, I'm just speaking my mind. I never thought that his products tasted good. I don't think he's (laughs) – Yeah. Okay. I'm not alone. You know, I didn't think, but the quality was there. He's isolized, is is a good quality product, good isolate. So because we have a lot of athletes in here, we had to make sure that we sell quality stuff. Um, but at that, at that time, I think it was about six or seven years ago. Every time we would make a purchase, the prices kept going up. They kept going up higher and higher and higher and higher, you know? It got to a point where I was like, like fuck this. So uh, NutraBio is actually not far from here, maybe about 15-minute drive. And I talked to Mark, and he agreed uh, to manufacture products for me. Right. So the first year, he actually – because we couldn't buy, like, thousands of SKUs and stuff like that. You know, we were just buying it from the gy- for the gym. So all I needed was a kick-ass pre-workout hooligan and, um, you know, a couple of flavors of protein. So we would make shakes for people with our logo. Right. So the first logo – Looked like shit. It looked absolutely atrocious. It was so bad that, uh, you know, but I was one of those people who was like, I'm so proud of my products that fuck you and fuck your opinion. You know, I don't give a shit. Right. Later on, I learned that labels are important. The presentation is important and all that. So people started stopping by and getting our shakes and, um, you know, and. The pre-workout became kind of notorious, whole well, again, because it kicked ass yep. and it definitely worked. And I remember the first one contained, I think, 450 milligrams of caffeine. And I remember Mark going like, what the fuck are you doing? He says, that's nuts. Yeah. Today, 450 is like fucking every pre-workout is 450 milligrams. Yeah, milligram.
1: exactly.
2: Yeah. You know, so we started doing that little by little, the popularity started growing. And within, I think, two or three years... We didn't even have a pollen nutrition. It was basically a pollen jam, and we were selling our products. We didn't have like a separate corporation sure. or anything like that, nothing. And little by little, it started to take off. Uh, people were buying more. We, would ordering, uh, we we started ordering more. I don't even think – and Nutribar started growing too, so they were doing their own thing. So we switched manufacturers within I think about a year or so, a year and a half. And you know, from two products today, we have – I don't even know how many, 10, 11, yeah. 12, 13 – something like that. And, uh, you know, we sell online, we sell now to stores, we sell international. So the popularity definitely grew. And, uh, you know, I keep changing the formulas pretty much on a on an annual basis. You know, mm-hmm. when something new comes out, I try to reformulate and just to make sure that we go with times and, uh, you know, stay current. Um, and that's pretty much it. Reviews started coming out, you know, the Fans started coming out, haters started coming out, athletes, you know, came on board from bodybuilding to UFC to whatnot. So that's a that's a good thing. I mean, the the line is definitely growing, but right. I still believe we're a small line. Yep. We're a small, small brand. But I like where we are, you know. I, I like the popularity, I enjoy it. And to be honest with you, and like I said, I give credit where credit is due. Even talking to people like uh DJ Fitness Deal News talking to Shane from Stack 3D, talking to you, I, I think it's an honor. I really think it's an honor because you guys have been around for, for a long time. Obviously, you have your own platform. You have your own followers, fans, and people that respect you and respect your opinion. And for me to even talk to people like you, I, I do believe it's an honor. And mm. I'm not going to be cocky about it or arrogant. I'm just being respectful. And I want to thank you for this. I appreciate you even offering me to be on the podcast.
1: Well, I appreciate you coming on. And you said several things that I want to dissect. First off, Soviet Union – being Jewish, uh, I mean, when did you come to America and what brought you here?
2: Um, actually, I was uh, – I'm 45 right now. Okay. So when I was 13, my parents – it was still Soviet Union in 88. Yeah. My parents emigrated to Israel. So okay. I lived in Israel for about – I think about four years. And then my stepdad got an offer because in Israel economy back then was not very good. So we were actually struggling. Uh, my stepdad got an offer to work in South Africa because he's a jeweler, sure. so they, they were, like, very big on that, so he got a, jo- a job offer that he could not refuse, so we moved over there, and I lived in South Africa, I think, for close to six years, if okay. I'm not mistaken, and then in 96, I came to United States, and I was still big on theater and all that, so to me, to even come here, you know, Broadway and all, all that stuff, um, I really enjoyed it, I came to visit my relatives in Brooklyn, And, um, to be honest, I didn't like it. I didn't like Brooklyn. I didn't like New York that much, (laughs) but, uh, I didn't like the arrogance of people and how loud everybody else in South Africa, everybody's more chill and relaxed, but I knew, you know, that this is basically the land of opportunity. And I knew that there was a chance I was 21 at the time. So I came back to South Africa. I packed my bags and I left a pretty good paying job. And I said, you know what? I'm moving to the United States. And um, I didn't have a green card. I didn't have anything. So I went to Lee Strasberg uh, Drama School. <laughs> and I was I was studying over there because I really enjoyed that. And in the meantime, I was doing like odd uh, jobs for 5 $6 an hour. Yeah. And actually, actually, I got my green card only four or five years later. So I was pretty much illegal for about four or five years yeah that's, that's how it started.
1: And that's a story for a lot of immigrants that come to America. I mean, yeah. you have to bust ass. And, that, and I find that fascinating and motivating that you're grinding for five, six bucks an hour. I mean, you're not from yeah. the country. Nice. I mean, Brooklyn is a melting pot, right? There's, there's obviously little po- Brooklyn, New York. There's pots little mel- of, of, of different cultures, which is really cool. Um, fun fact, I actually applied to NYU to, to, to film school as well. And I actually was going to go that route. Um, I wanted to get into theater and, and acting. I fucking love it. And to this day, I'll watch every Oscar nomination. I'll watch these... Um, like Sundance Film Festival stuff that shows up. I love it. It's been something that I've always been passionate about,
2: so it's pretty cool. Um, Which pisses me off, you know, that people, when they look at us, you know, connected to the fitness community and stuff like that, think of us as meatheads. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. Some of the guys in this industry oh, are really stupid as fuck. You know, but... Uh, the truth is there are some very intelligent people who are actually into arts, into movies, into various, uh, you know, hobbies and interests. It's, we're not all about supplements, and that's the reason why sometimes people talk to me about supplements or steroids or, or lifting weights. And I'm like, can we talk about something else? Yes. Yeah. You know, this is – I love to eat. I lo- let's talk about food.
1: Yeah. No, I, I love food. Who doesn't love food? Um, did you ever – were you ever in a play in, in, a, in like yeah. – Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I did Frankie and Johnny. Okay. Um, That was actually one of my favorite ones. Um, I did a couple of them. I did Streetcar Named Named Desire. It was off Broadway. So I've done a couple of plays. But then again, you know, uh, story of an actor. You don't get paid. And I needed money. So, And then I made a... I don't know if you can call it a mistake, but, uh, you know, I got married, which lasted only about a year. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that kind of messed up my plans, too. Sure. And then I got married again. That one's been going on f- there, so, there you go.
1: Sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you gotta enjoy the taste of shit for a while till you find happiness. They say sometimes. L- so, listen,
2: you know what? Life is unpredictable. And, 100%. Uh, you know, I still love the theater. I, like, like you said, I, I, watch all the Oscars. I watch Golden Globes. Always nominated movies, and that's my true passion. But at the same time, my living, my business has to do with fitness industry.
1: So you're making five, six bucks an hour, and you somehow found your way into purchasing this, this rundown gym. How, what, how did you get the money to do that? Were you, did you get a different job, or are you saving, or, or what's the story um, there?
2: I got married second time and my wife was a, was a, um, she was a student, she was studying to be a pharmacist okay. and uh, we met in Brooklyn and um, then her parents and everybody lived in New Jersey. I just got my green card and, uh, and we moved to New Jersey. We moved to New Jersey from, uh, from Brooklyn. And I started working as a personal trainer in a local gym. Now, keep in mind, I already had my green card, so I wasn't making just, like, cash under the table. I was making still shit money. I was making maybe, I don't know, $9 an hour as a trainer back then or something like that. But um, it was a gym only for women, and I had a lot of clients. So I was doing okay. I mean, okay. I was still making only about $2,000, which seemed to be, like, a lot of money at the time. And, um... I was working as a personal trainer. It's funny. Nobody ever asked me about this. This is good.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and um, then there was this hardcore gym, a pawn gym, where I used to train. And then slowly I started training also people kind of independently at a pawn. And then uh, I asked the owner to sell it to me even though I didn't have any money. <laughs> and uh, he told me to go fuck myself. But yeah. within a year, he made a few bad business decisions and he needed money badly. So he came to me and he goes... Uh, well, you know, you want to still buy the gym. And at that time, he was pretty desperate. I said yes. So the price was two hundred and something thousand dollars at the time. Sure. Um, I didn't have the money. So the only thing that I had was a couple of credit cards and I borrowed some money from, from family and friends. Um, I gave him, a, I think, a down payment of about $70,000 and the rest I had to pay for the next four years. And that's it. Dude, that's risky. I mean, risky as shit. I mean, And very stupid, too, but, you know, kind of, um, I don't know if it's luck or hard work. I would like to brag and say that it's hard work. Sure. But at the same time, it was very, very risky. It just, like, kind of was like, you know what, you hear all the success stories with people taking risks. Mm -hmm. And then I'm one of those guys who hate what if. I hate that. You know, what if I did this? What if I did that? It was opportunity, and I was like, you know what? Let me try. The gym was definitely dying. I mean, it wasn't, I I was not making any money. I don't think I cut a check for myself from a palm for at least two or three years. Yeah.
1: Well, you can't when you go on. But I mean, people don't understand, too. I think everybody has this like infatuation of owning a gym or this dream of owning a gym. The ROI on owning a gym sucks. I mean, it's not good. Oh,
2: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If people think they're going to make money from a hardcore gym, from running a hardcore gym, they're greatly mistaken because, I mean, the overhead and everything else is just through the roof. And, you know, let's face it, people like today, you know, we can. Especially the guys who like hardcore gyms, hardcore products and all that, we call ourselves, uh, ourselves hardcore and we talk shit about Planet Fitness, but Planet Fitness is where the money is. Yeah, 100%. Planet Fitness, retro, that's where the money is and, you know, sometimes people walk into a pond and they're like, uh, do you have a swimming pool? Uh, no, we don't have no. a swimming pool. Do you have babysitting? Uh, no, we don't have babysitting. Do you have classes? No, what you see is what you get. We have five treadmills. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a different environment. So obviously, and not only that, Planet Fitness is probably, I don't know, five-minute drive from sure. here, and it's 10 bucks a month. We are about $30 a month. So there's, I, I, if I did $10 a month, we would be out of business. Oh, 100%. So
1: yeah.
2: you know, they have twenty or 30,000 members, and we are bragging that right now we have uh, 1,500 or 1,700, which for us is a lot. That's it's
1: insane. Yeah, and, and even 30 bucks a month is actually super cheap, too. I mean, you probably, you probably could get by with 40 if you wanted to. I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, I live in Minneapolis. Apollo Nutrition is known across the country as a hardcore gym. Like, you were able to take this gym that was run down, going out of business, and turn it into a destination gym of sorts. When people go to Jersey, New York area, Apollo is a gym that they want to visit. Like, how did you does that? – that's got to make you feel pretty fucking good.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I just told somebody a story. I went to a supermarket about 40, 45 drive from here. And somebody wanted to take a picture with me. That was like, like, what the fuck? Nice, You know, but to say that I'm not happy about it, I would be a total liar. That's yeah. bullshit. Of course, I was happy. I was bragging about it. It was super cool. You know, when people come to a pond and want to take a photo with me or something, that's cool. When people talk about you know, the gym, uh, you know, and we visit Vegas or we go to somewhere and I wear a Paul Nutrition or a and Gym t-shirt and people ask me for t-shirts. That's definitely cool. How we did it, to be honest with you, um, I do want to take credit, but I can't. I really do have um, a very, very strong team. Very mm-hmm. strong team. We are like family. And, you know, like you, when, when we just started this podcast, I said, you know, friends fight. We fight almost on a daily basis. We're in yeah. each other's throats. But at the same time, we love each other dearly and there's nothing we wouldn't do for each other. And um, I think that I, the, the team itself is absolutely fucking phenomenal. And um, the gym... I mean, we work hard, whether it's social media, whether bringing athletes to the gym. We have once a year, for the past three years, I believe, two or three years, we have All-Star Seminar, which is getting more and more and more crowded. And it's not like you have to be an Apollo Nutrition athlete or anything like that. No, not at all. We bring, I mean, the last one, we brought Kevin Livrani, we brought uh, Rich Gaspari, and we also do it slightly different. We don't bring just bodybuilders. We bring also fighters, Mm. powerlifters. And I think that that kind of, you know, Kind of unites everybody together. I also believe it or not, even though a palm is considered a hardcore gym, um, if I see anyone discriminating uh, somebody, whether it's based on race, sex, religion, or just a big guy talking shit to somebody who is skinny and you know right. uh, and intimidates him, I don't allow that. That's yeah. just a big, big, big no. So it's kind of like. I I call it kind of like I always uh, make a reference to Cheers, because, you know, where everybody knows your name, that's pretty much a poem, where everybody knows your name. But you do have visitors from a different state who just come here, they fucking take pictures of the gym, of the equipment and everything else, because they like being here. Right. it's a very welcoming environment, too, and that's the reason why I told you I'd love to have you here just to experience it. Yeah,
1: definitely to come. I know I'm, you know, some people will visit golf courses or baseball stadiums. I'm a gym guy, man. I like, I like to go to hardcore gyms, whether it's you know, quads in Chicago or you know, Apollon over in New Jersey. These are places that I want to go. So I definitely will partake in the gym uh, when I'm in Jersey here probably soon. But last question on the gym. With 1,500 members, one location, any uh, ideas or you know, future plans for expansion?
2: Um, you know what? Uh, we've been asked this question quite a few times and uh, we did consider it quite a few times. But to be honest with you, it's becoming so overwhelming with appalling tradition right now. We still have a very, very small team. Uh, we're still a very small company. But considering how much work it requires, you know, with uh, dealing with manufacturers, dealing with stores, dealing with customers, dealing with everything else, trying the product. Like I have a, a bunch of products today that I have to, to still try. It just takes so much out of my time, and I'm kind of a, a bit of a control freak in terms yeah. of like I like to be involved in every step. Makes uh, it a little bit challenging to do all that. Like we recently thought about opening a martial arts studio right next to home. And that is up in the air still, and we're still planning to do it in the next couple of months. It's just like, you know, people are asking me when, when, when. Now I just say, like, hopefully soon, because yeah. that's the best answer I have. I, I don't want because people are like, well, you said it's going to be here next month. I'm, like, I'm sorry. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can. Well, the thing is, if you spread yourself too thin, then something, something gets sacrificed, you and you can't do it.
0: Product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. We're willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, it just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. I've spent most of my life chasing
1: what's termed as unattainable. An obstacle in my path, I torment it. Any limitation trying to control my environment, I tame it. Any excuses, I transform into commitments. The haters, they're too small for me to even see. For 28 months before Cage Muscle even released, I broke myself against the world to identify, track, test, and trial the ultimate resources available in human existence to bring you something the world has never seen. Change is upon us. Don't justify your complacency. Evolve with me. Part animal, part machine. I'm Chris Keffin, and I am Cage Muscle.
0: The best, you can't wait for permission, you can't wait for anyone, you have to believe in yourself, you have to push yourself to be the best. doubt you. People will say you're crazy. People will want to see you fail. Don't believe anyone that says you can't. There will be times when you want to give up. Don't. Keep moving forward.
1: Let's go back to uh, Apollon Nutrition, your baby. First off, we talked about label design and marketing. I mean, the labels are beautiful. I I think you guys did a phenomenal job, obviously. You have the asset and the big A for Apollon, which is branded on everything, which is great. But beyond the labels and deeper than than the aesthetics of the labels are the actual supplement facts panels that you guys have. And I've told you this. I'll tell everybody this. I think you guys have some of the best – formulated products on the market overall and that might come okay. to a shock as people because it's like Ryan you said this I said I, I, I stated my opinion on a caffeine content of a pre-workout that's not to say yeah, that the I, line- there is
2: nothing to be honest with you even the way you formulate it I mean right now and then you know you clarified that there is absolutely nothing wrong with what you said because right. just recently I believe you were on a podcast with one of my close to Robert Shinetsky and he sometimes he often, like, I'll pick his brain. The guy is uh, absolutely smart. Yes, He is so good when it comes to supplements and, and ingredients. And, you know, sometimes he will give me his opinion, and sometimes he will give me input, and you know, he doesn't like anything more than, I believe, three, four hundred milligrams of yeah. caffeine. Yes, there is nothing wrong. You can take a thousand milligrams of caffeine, and you mm-hmm. You're gonna be okay. There is nothing wrong with it. Uh, some people are actually immune to it They need to take even more than that because they they fucking system is so fucked up with all the stems They don't feel shit, which I I do agree with you. You should come off stems if you can if you do double scoops of again, You're a fucking moron. I'm yeah. sorry. You're an idiot. That's just stupid, right? You know that they, I mean and if you can uh, handle it don't fucking brag about it. We had somebody Who would uh, take videos of himself taking two scoops of uh, hooligan and post it? I actually had to contact him and say can you please stop doing that because the message that you send to others They're gonna try and do it and not everybody can and should be handling that much So saying that hooligan is a pre-workout for everybody absolutely fucking not It's not for everybody not everybody can there is a market for it without a doubt just like there is a market for non stem products, which we do have. And there, is, uh, there are certain people who can handle only 200 milligrams and yep. that's it. But those who have heart issues or pre-existing condition or stuff like that, you shouldn't be fucking doing caffeine in the first place. Right. You should stay away from it. So I, I'm not responsible for your stupidity. Mm-hmm. If you are stupid and you decide to like double scoop Hooligan or something like that, that's on you. Yep. We have a warning on it. Like I personally took Hooligan only once. Only once. I took hooligan because I had to see how I feel on it. How right. I don't take it for a simple reason. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. What I do, I just don't need it. I you know, so. I I I use Kumite. That's that's my product. Yeah, it's a great uh, product. You know, that, that's my product. That is something that I use all the time when I train, and I'm more than happy with it. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do think that Hooligan is a great product. It's just not for everybody. Right. And, you, and if somebody states his opinion that he doesn't like it, like I saw somebody posting recently on social media, he wasn't disrespectful or anything like that. He says, "Wow, Hooligan, 600 milligrams of caffeine. No, thank you. I'm not, I'm not offended by it. Yep. I'm not offended by it. I shouldn't be offended by it. That's his opinion, and he's entitled to it. Maybe it's too much for him.
1: Right. That's no, like, it. So exactly. saying
2: that, that, that it's not for you, or not something that you support or like, or I think it's fine.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, when I look at your line as a whole, and we've talked about this, I said I would recommend every single product uh, except for, I, I couldn't, in my standpoint, recommend that. Now, if you are a big ass power lifter and you need to go, you know, squat 800 pounds, sure, take a gram of caffeine. Like a lot of people do it, it's what they do. So, um, but, you know, outside of that, like your line is super impressive to me. And you, you mentioned that Hooligan was the first thing that you came out with. Here's what people need to understand when you go in the business, especially the sports nutrition field, you need to do something of a shock and awe factor. Because if you blend in and you're like everybody else, no one's going to buy you. So, I don't fault. Anybody for coming out with a high most, – most brands are going to start in that gray area or high stim. They're going to come out with something DMAA-based, DMHA-based, whatever to make noise, and they're going to change it. Redcon 1 had a DMHA-based pre-workout called Total War. It doesn't exist anymore. They're one of the fastest-growing companies on the planet. So, like, everybody starts somewhere, um, you know, and you guys sell a shit ton of Hooligan. You sell a shit ton of Assassin, too, which isn't technically a Poly Nutrition brand. But tell me the story of Assassin. So you had Hooligan, high stim. And then assassin comes, which is even higher stem, uh, you know, with, with the caffeine. And then you have the synephrine, I believe, and hortening. And, 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 and I mean, I feel like DMA, I DMA. Yeah, D, so – DMA.
2: DMA was part of it. So, you know what? It's a, I love, actually, the questions. They're amazing. Um, and thank you for that. But uh, since we are being 100% honest, and, you know, you and I talked about it, that we're going to be both 100% honest yep. about everything we talk about. Um, Hooligan was doing great because it was a very legit pre-workout. Mm-hmm. It is. But, I mean, back – when it was released, it was it had the citrulline, proper right. dose, it had uh, full uh, transparency, it had everything for it to be a kick-ass product. However, um, the market was uh, going nuts with the whole DMA. It was still legal mm-hmm. with DMA, DMHA, and stuff like that. So I looked into it, and I was like, most companies were using DMA 30 to 50 milligram. That was like kind of a standard mm-hmm. at that time. And I think uh, Blackstone, if I'm not mistaken, were using 70. Yep. So I looked into it, and I realized that, you know, DMA, you can use even 100. There is no actual study as Nothing. to how much is too much. And I was like, huh, hold on. So we don't know. I mean, if I release a product like that, I I actually hate DMA. I hate DMA. I crash from it. I don't like the ingredient. I never liked it, whether it's legal or illegal. I just don't like right. DMA. But people do like it. Uh, And I was like, okay, let me try something. So I talked to the manufacturer, and I put something together, and I saw the price was pretty high. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a pure steam junkie pre-workout. And I know that there is market for it. There is demand for it. So that was a decision, and that's probably not many would admit to it. Uh that was decision purely based on money. Mm-hmm. I want, I wanted to make money. Yeah, That's absolutely. It. You know, I didn't want to make a revolutionary product and no, I wanted to make money and I knew that formula would make money. I knew. Yeah. it. I uh, you know um I called my uh, my uh, my Muay Thai coach I call him Assassin because mm, he's okay. a fucking killer. Yeah. Uh and I was like, ah, "How do you fucking write Assassin in Thai?" So we kind of came up with a label that it would say Assassin in Tide. I was like, okay, that's a little bit too gimmicky. So I was like, let's just leave it at Assassin, and that's it. So we came up with a product. All of a sudden, at a pawn, everybody was going fucking nuts. And I kind of realized that I was against everything that everybody does i mean it was so revolutionary at the time i was like fuck this is like a fucking anarchy because we went against everybody and kind of did something very shocking immediately there were a lot of people who were like what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. and there were those who absolutely loved it so we released it it was a huge hit tasted absolutely like shit (laughs) it was a product that i did not take i didn't even like it and i actually told everybody i don't like assassin i just it's not my thing um, then DMA got, uh, got banned. Yep. And, um, the reason why I didn't want to release it under Apollo Nutrition, because there was a talk about DMA being possibly banned in yeah. the future. So I said, you know what, Apollo Nutrition, maybe we have a hooligan that has a lot of caffeine and stuff like that. But at the same time, there is nothing illegal about it. Mm-hmm. There is nothing banned. There is nothing. It's a clean line, clean labels. So I was like, you know what? Let's just go with Anarchy Labs, kind of like a side freak show and that's it. Sure. So, um, DMA got banned and I was like, you know what? I see a pollen nutrition is growing. I don't want to fucking do anything that is illegal. So I was like, you know, fuck assassin it's over. But the demand was fucked. It was through the roof. Yeah. It was insane. So I was like, okay, let's try and formulate something with DMHA. So I played around a little bit and I released assassin with DMHA and even more stems. Obviously everybody fucking loved it. Right. They went nuts for It still tasted like shit. Uh, There was a new label, a couple of new flavors, again, huge hit, everybody loved it, then we updated it, I think one or two more times, and then they said DMHA is probably going to get banned, in fact, my manufacturer said, you know what, I'm not fucking with DMHA, even though it's still readily available, and I was like, you know what, if letters were received, the warning letters went out, and it's a gray area product right now, I'm like, yep. fuck that. I'm not doing it. So last year I said, no more Assassin. Assassin is done with. We're not going back to it. That is something behind me. I'm not doing it again. But you know how it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, people, ask, people ask for it. And at that time, I mean, 2018, I think, no, 2019, we had the best year ever. I mean, Appalachian really started to take off. But again, if I told you how many emails and text messages I would get throughout the day about assassin, and that's when I actually talked to Robert, I said, do you think I can put something together with no DMA, with no DMHA, mm-hmm. that's still going to kick ass? So it took me almost about a year to work on different formulas uh, that would not have anything banned, anything illegal. Right. And we tried it numerous times. We actually you know, gave it to a few people that appreciated assassin. So we came up with something that seems like it works. I mean, people really, really like it. And to be honest with you, this latest one, at half a scoop, even I like. And there is no DMA. There is no DMHA. There is nothing like that. There is nothing illegal. You know, I mean, it's even available on DPS. So um, I was like, okay, you know what? Let it stay. We'll see how it goes. Maybe even eventually we'll move it to Apollo Nutrition. It is in high demand. There is definitely, you know, there are a lot of people that like it, that want it. It's still not product of my choice. It's right. not something that I take. But if there is demand and people want to use it, by all means, nothing illegal, nothing really crazy. I mean, it is highly dosed, but, you know, we tell if you're a beginner, don't use it. Yeah. If you, you know, don't like stims, don't use it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of ifs, ifs, ifs. And it's still, even when I sent you a bunch of products, I was like, why would I send you Assassin? It's not your product. It's not something you would use. And I was like, it's not for you. Mm -hmm. And simple as that. So Assassin is popular. um, Not something I use. Not something, I would never recommend Assassin to anyone. I don't. If it's, you know, you should be able to read the label. It's an open label. And if it's a product for you, by all means, give it a shot. You know, people love it. I'm still against all those product research. Uh, the, the research products, oh, yeah. all those shady companies that have no GMP, no FDA, no nothing, manufacturers somewhere in the basement, proprietary blend bullshit that people can get sick of and they don't know what's inside. So I'm in fact, you know, very much like you and Robert and those guys who are against those products. I think those products are junk, they, they garbage, right. they don't belong on the market because people should know what they put in their bodies, number one. Number two, if it's illegal, then it's fucking illegal. Correct. That's it. You know, it has to go. Whether you agree with the FDA or you don't, don't agree with the FDA, illegal mean, means illegal. And that's, you know, but you still see some of the store owners pushing those products because they're getting them for peanuts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you don't know what's in it. You don't even know what the fuck it's manufactured. Right. Because there, there is no trade. And that's it.
1: Yeah. No, you're 100% right. And I think, like, if you... <laughs> Again, you proceed with caution. I guess when you when you manufacture that product, um, I don't know what type of risk is on you manufacturing a product like that. But at the end of the day, as a consumer, you need to be the one to read these labels and if you think it's funny to double scoop something like assassin i mean it's not funny it it really is that that's the thing that scares me and we talked about this is like you have some 18 year old kid who misreads the label and it says you know i think it's a half scoop full scoop well a lot of the brands are coming out with labels now that say one scoop two scoop so if somebody's accustomed to seeing a one scoop two scoop label and they see assassin for the first time they might just assume in their head oh it's a one scoop two scoop and i've done that before and i'm in the industry and i've taken two scoops of a pre workout before and i felt like absolute ass so like if it happens obviously it happens it's just it's I think part of the industry or part of people are becoming too stim dependent because it's not just a pre-workout that we talked about. It's like, all right, so you have a full scoop of assassin, then you're gonna have a bang energy drink, then you're gonna have a pot of coffee. I mean, the amount of caffeine and stims that we're consuming on an average daily basis, I think is is, is crazy at this point. So Yeah, um, don't
2: forget Starbucks and all those products that we are taking, you know. But the thing is, it's like again, people should be a little bit more well, we have to be as um You know, uh, brand owners, we Mm -hmm. have to be a little bit more responsible as to convey the message to the best of our abilities. You know, it's okay for you to say, you know what, I have this badass product that is not for everybody. But the truth is, most of the, not most, I would say 99% or everyone says, oh, I have the best shit on the market. You should definitely take it because it's going to give you better testosterone levels. God knows what else. I mean, you're lying through your teeth. You're lying. And it's the same thing as like, you know, um... I we, we talked about Rich Piana a couple of times. Rich Piana, I've met him a couple of times. To me, I mean, I can't say anything bad about no, him. I love he Rich. Was very, yeah. He was very, very pleasant. He was very nice. He was super friendly. And we had a great conversation, actually, at FIBO. And I enjoyed I enjoy talking to him. He was a smart man. Mm-hmm. However, you know, and I, I know he was doing it for publicity. I know he was doing it to get attention, and he got the attention. But when you openly talk about... Drug use. Mm-hmm. When you t- openly talk about, you know, how you doing this and that, and you know, and people are looking up to you, you have a moral responsibility. Right. And we saw what happened to Rich, mm-hmm. and um, that should be actually as an example. You know, you have to be a better judge of character. You right. have to be. You have to be a little bit more responsible. There is no way I can stop you from taking not just two scoops of Assassin. I, you know, there are other moderate stem products or even maybe low stem products, you know, I don't know, C4 or something like that that has maybe 200 milligrams of caffeine. How the fuck do I know once I sell it to you that your stupid ass is not going to take three or four scoops. Yeah, exactly. I, I, there, there is no way. You know, I've seen people training at the gym, and we sell Bang over here, and it has uh, what three hundred milligrams of caffeine. Yep. I, I saw throughout the workout somebody going through three cans of those. Yeah, it's disgusting. Three cans. There is nothing I can do to stop you because you know what are you going? What am I going to do? Beat you up? No, you're going to yeah. tell me to oh, fuck myself. Right. You know, mind your own, mind your own business, and you're going to be right because you're an adult. I cannot stop you. It's on you. It's it's your responsibility. That's the reason why. I see those jackasses posting day cycles. I'm taking two grams of test a week. I'm taking 3,000 grams of God knows what. I'm doing right. trend on a daily basis. I mean, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, because nobody who is actually an accomplished pro who's done well for himself would do that. Right. You know, there is a moral responsibility. You know, I'll give you a funny story. Um, maybe... Seven eight years ago, before I had a pawn, administration, Dorian Yates was staying with, uh, you know, was staying here, and he was training at a pawn, and we were hanging out at my house watching fights. He we went to my office, and he was looking for something on the phone, and he goes to me, uh, "Want to see my cycle for my last Olympia?" I'm like sure yeah so he hands me his phone and there is this like fucking list of things like there are so many drugs i used to do contests. contest perhaps half of them i don't even know what the fuck they mean sure but you, there's just a lot of them i'm looking at him like whoa <clears throat> that's uh heavy he goes to me i don't know what it is yeah i'm like what do you mean he says somebody posted that he got it from reliable sources that this is dorian yates last cycle he says rob he says i don't even know what the fuck that is he says i never used any of those he says i don't even know what they are or what they yeah. do and you know what i do believe him so whoever posted that is a fucking asshole yeah 100% he's up because you're going to have a kid who's going to fucking try and copy it and that's it on the other hand you know the way we raise our children and the the way we educate people you know either it's through you know upon nutrition TV or seminars or things that you are doing or, you know, any of the supplement company owners or the athletes representing their companies, no, those that just want a fucking paycheck and do absolutely nothing and say, this is the best shit I have ever used, even though they're not using that product. But you do have, I know that maybe I'm a little bit too naive right now, but we have a moral responsibility to explain, to teach, to educate, Mm -hmm. because if somebody fucking drops dead, uh, you have to live with it. And I know some people don't give a shit, but that's a fact.
1: Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100% somebody drops dead, then it brings a, a bad eye or a black eye to the industry. And that's why obviously FI exists, is try to help educate as many people as possible. Like, I've openly talked about my TRT use, which is not crazy anabolic drug use because I've been able to help people find solutions through that Avenue. But at the same time, these Olympia athletes, they don't need to go out and tell people what they're taking because exactly right. They have a moral responsibility. Plus it's illegal. They don't need a, they don't need a DA agent showing up at their doorstep. So, um, we talked about, you know, manufacturing at Nutribio, which anybody who listens to this podcast probably is very familiar with Nutribio, great manufacturing processes. Mark runs a tight ship over there. Um, that probably set a standard in your mind right away in terms of like what manufacturing should look like. Now, granted, Nutribio, when you, they manufacture for you, is not the Nutribio manufacturing facility it is right now in 2020, which is immaculate and beautiful. Uh, but at the same time, like, he still had the standards for manufacturing for whether himself or if he was doing it for others. When you went away from Nutribio and looked for a contract manufacturer, CMO, did you have standards that you, you – boxes that you needed to check that they made sure that they met?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Before I got into manufacturing, I mean – I knew what a good protein is. I knew what a good formula is, and not just because I did contest Perhaps because, like I told you, I'm a geek who likes to read, and I knew exactly what to expect from a certain product, what ingredients, what dosages, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But I did not know the specifics such as GMP and mm-hmm. NSF and third-party testing and um, you know product analysis, and you know that you have to fucking wear gloves and, and darnets and shit like that. Uh, I did not know any of them. most that. people don't. So, <laughs> The, Most yeah, people today I, still I, don't I, know. I, I'll admit, you know, you basically have to look like almost a doctor when you, se- yeah. you, you step into those facilities. So looking into that, um, you know, obviously it was a learning process and I learned a lot. And I mean, Mark and I, we always had a good relationship. I mean… Probably right now, we kind of sort of, in a way, a little bit of a competitors. even though I think Intrabio is like this big companies that I don't think that we are on the same level. Mm-hmm. And plus, on top of it, you know, I still believe that we do something slightly different. I agree. And I, think, I think our market is slightly different. And that's what I told even Mark, you know, that we don't have to be at war or something like that, because I believe we have just different following. Yep. Um, but right now, we deal with three manufacturers. And before we would even start talking, like, number one, I would need to know that they manufacture some legit good products. Um... Of course that does not protect your ass either right you know then on top of it you know obviously I won't even talk to them before I tour the facility mm-hmm. that's number one I have to see I want to be I want to explain everything how they do the quarantine how they do this how they do that how they test products you know where they get it where, where they getting the product are they GMP are they kosher certified you know who inspects them I need to see all that you know I need to make sure that what we're getting is absolutely top-notch and the, the, the manufacturers we deal with uh, are definitely on that level. I mean, I have two perfect examples. Example number one, there has been a lot of talk with UFC fighters getting busted yeah. with uh, contaminated products, you know, that were spiked or whatnot, and I do believe that that can happen. I know for a fact that that can happen. Uh, our, we've been with uh, two of the current UFC, actually three uh, UFC fighters, and uh, they get drug tested on a fucking weekly basis you know yeah. they just show up and they test them um you know they came they come to me and they say like what can we take so i always tell them you can't take assassin because you know uh, something like um DMHA like we had our area geranesis uh, It's actually banned by the USADA, mm-hmm. but they can definitely take things like uh, Hooligan they can take kumite well hooligan. They don't really take they take kumite. Yeah, they take kumite They take uh, our protein. They take our intra workout. They, they take BCA's stuff like that right. um, dextran, and in three years that we had those fighters. None of them has ever felt And I know actually, again, I'm not going to, just not my style to attack, but I know quite a few quote-unquote reputable companies that athletes have failed drug tests. They have because, not because they use something else, but because they actually use products that were, so to speak, spiked. You know, they were not exactly what the label shows. So that was one aspect that how I know that our products are legit because of the UFC fighters, because of all the certifications. Right. I mean, you can see them on the label. We can produce any tests. I mean, that's not even an issue, and I'm very, very proud of it. Right. And then number three, we just recently got into Russian market, and because of the relationship between Russia and the United States right now, we are the first company in years that was able to get into Russia, because not because we are the only ones who are making clean products so that's not the case it's just the whole process is actually very very complicated russians uh, demand a lot a lot a lot for you to get in and we had to change our formulas because obviously hooligan right. is not is not actually compatible with the russian standards yeah. um it's not complied with the russian standards of what's allowed so we had to get go to our manufacturer we had to ask them for uh, five, I think five or 10 pounds of each product in raw form to send it to Russia. They had to test it. And they told us if, even if it's slightly off, mm-hmm. we're not getting certified. You know, we got certified on each and every product that we have. So uh, I would say like, you know, I sleep at night with no problem knowing that what we do is actually legit. You know, a lot of athletes, bodybuilders getting ready, using our products, right. actually athletes who are sponsored by other companies, which gives me huge pleasure and I'm, I'm honored by it. Uh, You're right, you know, I mean, I think that everybody should take extra precaution, making sure that what they make is actually legit, because sooner or later, somehow it can come back and bite you in the ass.
1: Yeah, I mean, 100%. We just found it out, you know, obviously with the ABH stuff that happened recently here in 2020. So uh, as we wrap up the podcast here, Rob, what's the plan for Apollo Nutrition in 2020? You mentioned that you'd like to reformulate on an annual basis. Uh, the line seems like it might be expanding. a distribution is expanding. Like, What to you is a successful 2020?
2: Beat 2019. Yeah. I think that's the best way of putting it. Each and every year, it's been five years, each and every year was better than the year before. You know, I don't have aspirations all of a sudden in 2020 to be a $50 million business. I like the fact that we have a small team. I like the relationships that we built. Um, I do hope that you and I are actually on a good path of a good relationship and it seems like everything is working out fine and we see eye to eye mm-hmm. um, and I am proud of that you know that two two adults were able to talk about it and actually resolve bullshit that shouldn't have existed probably in the first place sure. you know so I think that uh, just growing bigger and stronger but Kind of organic. I don't want to push it. I don't want to fucking be all over the place. I mean, we don't have any sponsors, uh, not sponsors. We don't have any investors. We don't have any partners. We're doing everything on our own, right. and that's how I want to continue. I want to continue that organic growth. I want to make sure that the customer who buys our product comes back and buys it again, and not jump. It doesn't jump to another product. Oh, let me try out this, out this so that I want them actually to kind of like stick with with our brand and you know developing that. Loyalty with a customer and that trust, I think, is a number one secret to success.
1: Yeah, 100%. Dude, and uh, I love this man. I love that I'll have you come on and tell your story. I think you know, a lot of times we talk about the land of opportunity, the American dream, and so as cliche as it is man, you are living, breathing proof of this shit. Like, you are out there Thank grinding you. five, six bucks an hour, buys a gym, starts a supplement line, formulates good products, and uh, I wish you nothing but success. Obviously, I'm excited to Thank keep you. using the products as well. So, I appreciate you coming on and taking the time today, dude.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me, and thank you. That wraps up our podcast interview with
1: Rob over at Apollo Nutrition. Again, like I said, I'm excited to dive into Apollo Nutrition's products. I think they do a great job of formulations. Um, I, I personally stay away from the high stim stuff, so you won't be seeing that from me. If there's a place for it somewhere, we might put it out there. But honestly, like we've been against high stim, high caffeinated pre-workout since day one. Um, but with that said, like his, his recovery formula, his low stim – Kumate, I believe he calls it. I thought it was called Kumite, but it's it's fucking phenomenal. I love it for cardio. The non-stem pump powder, very good formulations, very good products um, from Apollo, and the protein is phenomenal as well. So you guys obviously support those guys. You may start seeing them a little bit more here on the channel. I was excited that we were finally able to sort of bury the hatchet, although you internet peeps think that uh, you think you know everything until you don't, right? Um, But Rob and I are fine. Rob is a fan of FI. I'm a fan of Apollo Nutrition. I cannot wait to get to that gym and clang and bang. After contest is over, May 9th, uh, I will head out to Jersey. I will do my rounds in the state of New York and New Jersey, and I will stop in, and I will push some fucking iron with my boy Rob. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Podbean. We're also on Spotify and YouTube. Write us a review. helps out the algorithm. Subscribe on our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Be informed, Live Fit Podcast. A lot of great episodes that have come out. A lot of great more ones to come. I am F.I. Founder, CEO, the Warden of the Dietary Suffering Street Alliance. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, hang loose, and let's fucking go.